I'd like to take a moment to let you all know about a new nonprofit organization started by my brother Craig. It's called Treats and Truth. They fill oversized brown lunch bags with snack items, chips, crackers, popcorn, cookies, etc. Also, a bottle of water, toothbrush, toothpaste, sanitary wipes, and most importantly, a small gospel tract book of John. No cigar? I'll have to talk to him about that. The bags are then hand-delivered to the homeless and people in need in and around the Los Angeles area. Let's help get this ministry off the ground. They're a 501c3 tax-exempt organization, so any and all donations are tax-deductible and greatly appreciated. Visit their website at treatsandtruth.org. Check out the show notes for the link. Also, please follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you. Welcome to episode 86 of the Burning Bush podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Hope you're doing well, and I'm glad you've joined me today. This week, we continue reading through Dr. Justin Bass's book, The Bedrock of Christianity, The Unalterable Facts of Jesus's Death and Resurrection, and I'm smoking The New World by A.J. Fernandez, Connecticut in the Toro 6x52 Vitola. And there's not a lot of information on the A.J. Fernandez website, so let's go to Cigars International and see what they have to say. Connecticut fans rejoice. After the overwhelming success of Mr. A.J. Fernandez's smash hit New World, it was only a matter of time before a line extension was in the works. The same father-son duo teamed up again, but this time they put their focus on delivering a refined blend of a more mellow character. The result? New World Connecticut, a true gem that enthusiasts new and old can enjoy to the fullest. Unlike the original New World, New World Connecticut is not box-pressed, and the differences don't stop there. At play is a conglomerate of vintage long fillers from Brazil and Nicaragua. Encasing the filler tobaccos is a rugged San Andres binder with a true U.S.-grown Connecticut shade wrapper leaf topping off this symphony of tobacco goodness. Mellow to medium-bodied, subtle notes of cream, slight spice, and cedar grow in intensity the further into the journey you get. A pure delight to enjoy. Don't be the last to grab some of these treats. And the profile is Mellow Medium. Uh, Wrapper is Connecticut. Binder is Mexican San Andres. And the filler is Brazilian and Nicaraguan. And the Vitolas are Gordo 6x60. Corona Gorda 5.5x46. Robusto 5x50. Toro, 6x52, and the Bellicoso, 6x54. That is the A.J. Fernandez, New World, Connecticut. 
I've got to say, this I'm not a big Connecticut smoker, but I'll try them every once in a while to try and find something that I like. Because uh, they're, they're nice to have in the morning with coffee. But uh, this is probably one of the top three Connecticut's that I've ever had. So give it a shot. Um, if you're looking for a good Connecticut, this might be the one for you. So let's go ahead and get back into this week's reading of Dr. Justin Bass's book, The Bedrock of Christianity. This week's section is entitled, How Can We Account for the Rise of the Nazarenes? Jesus' movement, known first as the Nazarenes, survived his crucifixion, which defies all parallels to any movements of the time. Yet Jesus' movement did not just survive for a while and then perish centuries later. Nor did it continue to this day as a small group of followers of the Nazarenes scattered throughout the Middle East. No. This fringe Jewish movement, proclaiming a crucified and risen Messiah, went on to become the dominant religion of the Roman Empire. Then, after Rome fell, Christianity continued its dominance in the East, in what is now Turkey and Russia and surrounding areas. It went on in the West to dominate even farther. All throughout what is now Europe, parts of Africa, and later the British Empire in America. Beginning in the last century, Christianity is growing the fastest in Africa, Latin America, South Korea, and more recently, China. To this day, Christianity has more adherents than any other world religion. There are people all over the world becoming followers of this crucified Nazarene right now. An estimated seven people every minute are converting to Christianity. A number will confess Jesus as Lord even as you finish reading the words of this sentence. Furthermore, Jesus of Nazareth is considered by virtually everyone to be the most influential human being who ever walked the face of the earth. How many people on earth daily think about Judas the Galilean or Simon Bar Kokhba? How many daily think about, worship, and pray to Jesus of Nazareth? How can we account for this? E.P. Sanders writes, What is unquestionably unique about Jesus is the result of his life and work. They culminated in the resurrection and the foundation of a movement which endured. I have no special explanation or rationalization of the resurrection experiences of the disciples. Their vividness and importance are best seen in the letters of Paul. They are, to my knowledge, unique in their effect. That is as far as I can go in looking for an explanation of the one thing which sets Christianity apart from other renewal movements. The disciples were prepared for something. What they received inspired them and empowered them. It is the what that is unique. What then is the what? According to N.T. Wright, the resurrection, however we understand it, 
was the only reason they came up for with supposing that or was the only reason they came up with for supposing that Jesus stood for anything other than a dream that might have come true but didn't. It was the only reason why his life and words possessed any relevance two weeks, let alone two millennia after his death. The what is the resurrection. There is no doubt about this. Believers and non-believers agree. Jesus' earliest followers, and Paul, in unparalleled fashion and with pure innovation, argued that Jesus rose from the dead and appeared to them. This brings us back to the ultimate question of this book, and, I would argue, of human history. Did the historical Jesus rise from the dead? I will explore and finally answer this question in the concluding chapter. But let us first ask another question. If Jesus did in fact rise from the dead, if he is still alive to this day, would we expect his movement, the church, to have overwhelming influence in the world or to ultimately fall like Simon bar Kokhba's? Of course, the rise of the Nazarenes shortly after Jesus' crucifixion and Christianity's success throughout the world could all be due to various accidents of history. Or it could be due to their leader rising from the dead and his continuing triumphal influence over his movement and the nations. One possible reason that this movement endured and triumphed as it has is that its purpose or activity is not of human origin, but it is of God. Acts 5.38 And that's the end of this week's reading of Dr. Justin Bass's book, The Bedrock of Christianity. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to Dr. Bass's website, as well as this week's cigar. Also in the show notes are links to Treats and Truth Ministry, where you can get involved in helping to spread the gospel to and be a blessing to the homeless, Groundworks Ministries for daily Bible studies and devotionals, and the Burning Bush Merchandise Store where you can pick up some items to help spread the word about the show. And as always, I'd appreciate it if you would tell your friends. So until next week, have a great day, have a great cigar, and God bless. God bless.